What's up leaders and people growing everywhere? Listen, if you have ever gotten in your own way, if you're someone who is looking into this abyss and this abyss says to you, you gotta communicate, you gotta do something about it, I'm gonna introduce you to someone who's gonna help you get out of your own way and make video your Excalibur. Welcome to the one and the only, well, he's not the one and only coach, he's the only coach Kyle Draper that I know. There's a Kyle Draper, There's you need you, you are contending with other people for Google, but soon to overtake the other Kyle Draper. Welcome, Coach Kyle, to the show. Lord Donnie, it is an <laughs> honor and a pleasure to be with you this morning. Yes, I was supposed to, uh, well, so for, for those of you listening and watching, um, Kyle Draper and I became lords together. And yes, by the way, did. if you go to my LinkedIn profile, I, you know how where they have the he, him, she, her thing? Yeah. Mine is Lord Laird. So, no, it is um, not. That's it incredible. Is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love it. I need to go change mine today. <laughs> Let's do it. Kyle, I'm super excited to be talking with you because there are so many people right now who, as Thoreau said, man, the 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 mass of men are leading lives of quiet desperation and they're going to the grave with their song still inside of them. There's so many people with their song unsung and I know that you were the guy to unplug some of those things uh, that are in their way. Uh, before we jump into anything, man, I'm, I am curious about your noble cause, Kyle. I wanna know who are your people, dude? Who are the people that you love being with? Man, I, well, is so that as weird as this may sound like i i love spending time with people that think very differently than me you know so like i i used to be a pastor i'm a christian i love jesus and a couple of my really good friends like do not believe the way i believe you know so whenever we're together we get to have really in-depth conversations and and it's all built in respect and honor and and it's not me trying to fix them or them trying to fix me. It, it's just two people that love to grow and learn. And so, so many of the people I love, they do things different. You know, their background's different than mine. We look different because I just, I hate the the comfortability of, man, I've kind of arrived. Like, you know, if I can just ride this out the same way, that, ugh, bro, that's like the grossest thing that, that anybody could say to me. And so the, those are really my people. Uh, from a work perspective, most of my people are in the real estate and mortgage space. And quite frankly, I just love people, Donnie. So if, if I can just be in a room with another human being, my life is going pretty well for me. All right, man. Uh, real estate and mortgage people need you desperately right now. Um, what, what is your, what is your mission for these people? Man, I, I, I am trying to unlock what's already inside of them. You know, I think most of us, we look around at others and if I'm not careful, like I look at you and go and, and all I see are the things that I lack. So instead of just mm. celebrating you for who you are, you just expose my insecurities and, and, and I think this is how most people live their life. And so for wow. me, I don't really feel like I'm trying to teach anybody anything new. I'm just trying to help them come into this realization that yes, you suck, but so do I. 
<laughs> but guess what? You have greatness inside of you in spite of that that you just need to let out. And and yes. so that that's that's really my mission. Unlocking the greatness inside of others. Man, if, if there was like a message you could download into all of these people, like you could you could flip the switch, you're on the matrix board, right? And it just downloads into all of them. What what message would you uh put into their brain? So I just uh I actually came up with this last week driving to speak. And um, I said, some do, others will, and the rest don't matter. And so the message behind that is some people already love you, cherish you, believe in you, need you in their life. Others will, as they see you, find out about you, they're going to come on board. And then, do the rest don't matter. Mm. And, and if we can truly just accept that, it changes the game for the way we record a podcast for for the way we we parent our kids like I'm not here to impress everybody. Mm. There's a tribe of people that are going to be interested in what I do. And it could be 100 people, 1000 people, I don't know what it's going to be. But then there's always just going to be a group of people that don't give two craps about anything. They want to <laughs> crap on everything and they want to make everybody's lives miserable and sadly, we live our lives to try to please and avoid those people. Yeah. So that's it. Love it, man. That is, uh, God, how many of there's a, there's a book called, uh, feck perfection. I think that you would agree with that. Oh my uh, gosh. Would, I love it. I need to like get it. The, like the book. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's such a fun read, but the, um, the idea, like I, I look back at, a lot of the stuff that I've ever not even completed and it's because a lot of times it's because I didn't start. I didn't have the courage to start. Yeah. Right. And that was actually something you gave me a few months ago. And it wasn't, I didn't think it was courage that I lacked, but it's sometimes like in our brain, we have like this, this perfect idea of the way that it could turn out. And when it's in our brain, like it's completely protected from like everything like, it's right. not like, it's not conceived. It's in the womb. Right. And then, but boy, once it gets out into the world, maybe it's ugly or maybe it wasn't as perfect as you thought. Yeah. And I think that most of us almost don't know how to cope with that. And ooh, back in July, I think I was talking to you and um, and I'm like, Kyle, I don't know if it's going to be I have this podcast and this podcast and that. And you're like, dude, get out of your own way, man. Like you like like all of these things just complicate you doing the work. Yeah. So with me, it was like, well, what's the brand or what's the name? And um, I still don't really, I'm not totally settled on it. doesn't matter. <laughs> Just yeah. go do stuff, share your message. And so um, would you say that's one of your gifts to simplify the, um, the, the roadblocks, remove them so that people can, can get moving again? Yeah, I, I, th I think that's probably true for others. I think for me, I'm just not that smart. And so I just kind of look at stuff and I'm like, all I know to do is start. If I sit around and wait until I've got everything figured out, I'll never have it figured out. So I'll be sitting here for a long time. Mm. And my, my, my parents, I can't remember if it was my parents or my grandparents, someone in my life used to tell me that like God blesses moving feet. And most people just sit wow. still Okay, Lord, you know, I, 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 what do you want for me next? What do you have for oh, me? 
Wow. And and so the so I, I always grew up knowing that if I can stay in motion, I can be more easily pivoted to where I need to go while in motion than having my feet planted in the ground. Dude. You know, and so like a lot of this stuff that that now I'm being praised for, it it came so naturally to me because I was taught it so early. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I I think that I don't know if it's as much about me simplifying it for others, but but me just taking away some of the confusion that most of us allow in our heads. Yeah. And then there's also something, Donnie, to be said about and I don't I'm not a doctor. I'm not a clinical psychologist. Right. So I'm going to butcher this. But there are studies that show that like people can have kind of the same like dopamine hits by thinking through an action and actually taking the action. Yes. Right? Like you and I can just talk about, man, it'd be so fun to go get go become lords and go buy land in Scotland. Like yeah. And just that conversation, if we're not careful, I can go tell my wife about it, have a couple laughs. It it gave me that hit and then I never actually even need to take the action. Wow. And I think that's where a lot of people say stuck. Wow. is in what they're going to do because then once we actually put in the work to try to do it, well, as you know, like that's when it gets hard. <laughs> I think that's where the hero is revealed, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't say, you know, once upon a time, Luke Skywalker saw Darth Vader and he killed him the yeah. end. Right. Right. It's like, it's all of the stuff that happens in between. I love that thing where you, where you said God blesses moving feet. Um, you know, I guess I've I've heard uh, another one. It's hard to steer a parked car. And yeah. One of our one someone that we both know, uh, Jim Stryker. That this is like I only have two tattoos: my wedding ring, and uh, in the in this B. And there's a, a more story than I'm going to go into behind it. But the big deal is is that the, the bee's always in motion. Like that's the mm. whole that's the the idea. Always yeah be in motion. You'll figure stuff out along the way. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you about figuring stuff out along the way. But before I do that, I want to figure out how you figured out things along the way, because like your journey is, uh, it's a little bit different. No one's going to, no one's going to look at your, um, your degree or pedigree and say, Oh, well, of course he, you know, he's talking about video all the time. He was, wait, uh, youth, youth pastor. Wait, okay. Uh, roofing. So, Bring us, bring us through that story, man. This is t- like, how did you get to where you're at right now? Connect the dots. Yeah. So, um, I love, I love my story cause it's, it's such a weird and broken story, but I, in my twenties, I was a youth pastor. And so at the time I was a fifth generation pastor. And so that, wow. that was in Texas in in Texas. And well, my grandfather pastored, you know, all over the place, but, but a lot in Texas and and so I really thought, man, like that was going to be my life's calling. I was going to be a pastor my whole life. You know, at some point I'd probably go from being a student pastor to a senior pastor and have my own church. And, and something happened at about year seven. And I just got very unsatisfied with the interactions I was having with people because I got into ministry to serve and love people. But if you and I connected and we were having coffee and then you found out that I was a pastor. Well, you stopped cussing. 
<laughs> and you weren't going to tell me a story about how you were hung over the night before. And, right. and so I looked up and was like, man, all these people think I'm trying to fix them when I just want to love them where they're at. And so it was altering them being themselves around me. And so I just started praying going, God, like what, what is it? What, what's happening? Why am I feeling this discomfort and, and having these desires to, to think about doing something else. And so long story short, man, that prayer took two years to reveal itself to me. And in year nine is when I finally feel like the Lord said, Kyle, I want you to be in the business world with the heart of a pastor. And, and so we resigned, we moved our family to Oklahoma where my wife was from, or I guess she is still from there. And, uh, and, and so from there we moved to a new state. I know nobody. And we start a roofing company. And you so my started dad, a roofing company, we started a roofing company. Yeah. So my dad owned a construction company in the eighties where he built custom homes. So he had a background in construction. And so me and my dad and my brother, they're running Texas. I'm running Oklahoma. I say, I, I even use it for the podcast. I, I should say running in air quotes because I was running <laughs> Oklahoma. I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but that's where I cut my teeth at sales and marketing and social media and building relationships. And so, man, through that season, I learned a lot very fast. Facebook Live came out during that season. And so I'm the roofer in Oklahoma, like going live on rooftops of houses and just going, man, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Nobody even wants to watch this, but, but it's, it's something that's available to me. So why would I keep it at arm's length and be scared of it when I could just tackle it and see what happens? And, and so I got very popular in Oklahoma city kind of through that, through networking. Um, and uh, I don't tell this part of the story very often, but the, the breakthrough for me was it was about a year between when we moved there and when a big hailstorm hit where we lived. Wow. So for all that time, Donnie, I have to keep convincing myself. I think what I'm doing is working. I, I think it's going to benefit the company. But again, you don't know, right? So this is where most right. people, because that instant gratification wasn't there, most people quit and never see it through to the finish. But I just wow. knew it would work. And so the first hailstorm comes in, dude, in the first 24 hours, while every other roofing company is up at 4 a.m., knocking on doors, trying to convince people, I got about 100 phone calls in the first 24 hours. Wow. I had like 60-something shares on a video I did early that morning. And I looked up and went, dude, <laughs> I think I'm on to something. There's a way to use social media that, that most people are not using it. They're just using it to be a, an extension of a mouthpiece, right? For them, for their benefit, for their gain. Mm -hmm. I was using it to love and serve people. And, and so um, we won't talk about how many of those hundred I closed because that's a different weakness that I was exposed <laughs> to at the time. But I knew that the beginning worked. And so um, very quickly after that, I realized that um, at 6'3", 300 plus pounds at the time, like climbing on roofs probably wasn't the best thing for me. And so because of all the realtors I'd met, 
I, I partnered with a buddy of mine and we started building websites for real estate agents. And so he was the developer. I was the hype man. I was making the phone calls, taking donuts to all the offices. And, and then, uh, woke up one day going, man, this whole cold calling thing sucks. <laughs> no, nobody likes this, right? There's a few weirdos out there that they're like, I love calling strangers. But for most of us, like, that's not what we enjoy. Right. So, <laughs> so I prayed, right. This is all I know to do. Donnie is when I'm struggling, all I know to do is just give it to the Lord. Mm. Right. And man, it takes so much pressure off of me because I know he's going to give me what I need. And so I, right. I, I literally prayed and was like, God, what am I good at? And what do realtors suck at? And what does that look like for me? And what he gave me was you're a great communicator and realtors suck at social media. And so start teaching realtors how to use Facebook to build rapport, to earn that relationship. And then some of those people will buy your website. Mm. So that's what I did. I taught over 200 classes in two years, all for free. So when people are wow. like, bro, you're crushing it now. You're like, you're traveling and speaking. Like, how'd you do this? I just start laughing. I'm like, you don't want to, you're not going to do what I did. Because I taught 200 plus classes for nothing. To grow my craft, wow. to get better, right? And and so, so then lo long story shorter. I left that company and, uh, and I gave the company to my partner and because I realized like I'm onto something with this coaching and teaching thing. And so for now, about six years now, I, I jumped into coaching and speaking full time. And, and then from there, other businesses have been spun off, which is how you and I connected. And, uh, and now I get to like travel the country for a living and just love on people that have right. so much to give, but they don't know how to get it out there. Dude, that there right it there. Is. People have so much to give, they just don't know how to get it out there. You uh, you definitely iron out the wrinkles that get in the way. I, I'm curious. I, I know we chose uh, Lord and Laird together. Yeah. Um, coach, right? How yeah. do you, you why why do you choose why why where'd the coach come from and why why is why is it Coach Kyle? Because that's like that's what we call you, right? Yeah. Why Coach Kyle? Because it was a lit it had alliteration. Like that's why I chose it. Like when I jumped uh... into coaching, I just like I just thought, man, Coach Kyle like has a good ring to it. Mm -hmm. Like it sounds good coming out of my mouth. Yep. And so I ran with it. And again, because it sounds good coming out of my mouth, it sounded good coming out of everyone else's. Mm -hmm. And so now I don't, I don't even do as much coaching as I used to, but I can't, I can't change it because that's what people call me. So All I'm right. stuck. Help me out. Let's use your coach Kyle brain then. So I am a coach, but that's like, there's no alliteration there. I can either change my name or I, I need to, I need, I need a doctor. Maybe I could be doctor, Dr. Donnie, I don't Dr. Know. Donnie, Lord Donnie, you, you know, <laughs> coach Donnie. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I would go with, I, I like Coach Donnie. You know, I like CD. You know, I'd probably call you CD for short, because I'm, I'm all about okay. nicknames. Yep. And so I like that. You're, nick, you're a nicknamer. All yeah. right. You're about, you're about nicknames. 
what's a nickname you've used recently uh, that's like that's like your favorite? When you when you see this person calling or you're gonna call this person, you're gonna say this. It's probably gonna make them smile. What's, oh, what's, what, give me a nickname. Gosh. Um. Probably. So I have a buddy that he's a real estate broker in Cincinnati. And his last name's Perkins, and so I'll I like to call him Perk. Ah, I you have know. a um, I have a client whose name was Jeremy Perk. I call him Peak Perk. So I think we have some similar. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm totally a nicknamer. Very I, I much love, a nicknamer. Yeah, I love Nick. I love I love him. Yeah, the world's just a better it. place because Take- of of good nicknames. I'm gonna. I want you to make the world a little bit better of a place right now because there are people right now who are, um, they're changing professions, right? They are. Um, they're. They're not sure what to do. Um, you know, we have everything. This is right at this point in 2023. We have everything from crazy interest rates to um, you know shortage of inventory to um, you know, just like there's, there's just, it's, it's weird, wild and wacky out there right now. Kyle, what, what is the good news about what's happening and what should we be doing about that? And just know in the world of the people you love, these, these real estate agents. Oh, um, you know, I, I think what a lot of people can do first is it, at least this was me. I, I got so caught up in like, I'm a pastor. Like, that's my calling. That's my mission. Like, that's who I am. That's what makes me feel confident. That's what gives me esteem. And what I had to realize was my calling wasn't in my title. My calling was in my outcome. Okay. And, and, so, and so what God gave me in that season was, Kyle, you have been put on this earth to leave people better than you find them. So that is my life's mission statement, to leave people better than I find them. And, and so that applies at the office. That applies to the guy I was sitting next to on the airplane a couple, a couple nights ago. That applies when I'm speaking on the road. And, and so everything, for me, at the end, it's, it's about them, right? My mission statement isn't, my goal is to get as much out of people for my own benefit as possible. Right. And, and so in these changing times, right, I had, man, it, it was so, like, my first year in roofing was so weird because, like, when when people knew, found out I was a pastor, for a lot of people, they were like, wow. Like, it raised me up. And then all of a sudden, I'm telling people I'm a roofer, and they're like, ugh. <laughs> and so it was a really hard transition for me to to, to figure out, like, Oh my gosh, so much of my worth came in this title of pastor. And now I don't have this in in my title of roofer. And so what is this all about? And and it came down to my ability to impact people. And so Donnie, when we make it about people, what we do for a living doesn't matter. So in these changing times, right? Like I what I love about changing times is guess what? There's there's going to be a ton of lenders and realtors in my space that leave the industry. Well, that's good for those that stay because there'll be market share available to them if they'll put themselves out there. But I also believe it's good for those that left because if it wasn't for that downturn, they may be stuck in an industry that they didn't necessarily love, but they also didn't see a path out 
And so now this kind of abrupt shift has woke some of them up to go, Ugh, I don't want to do real estate anymore. I don't want to do yeah. lending anymore. Like I want to go be a coach. I want to go. And, and so I think that's kind of the positive spin that I take on it. But the second part to this man is like, people are hurting. Mm. Everyone is. And the ones that, that look like they don't, they hurt the most. Mm. Right. And it's like the the people that are like, I don't care about someone else's opinion. You actually care about their opinion the most because you can't even admit that you care. And, and so if you can reframe your business right now from the capacity of how do we love more people? Mm. Not how do we increase revenue? Not how do we, you know, increase like the longevity of a client? But how do we love more people? What are we not doing for the people we have? What can we offer for the people we don't? And then I just trust that if I do that well, things are going to go well for me. And it's always That's been huge. true. That's so huge. I think um, it's, listen, it's human nature for, for us to worry about ourselves and to frame things like through our yeah. own lens of what's happening. But the reality is, is that, that if like, like, it's almost like that's what causes all of the things that you want to evade you in right. some ways when you're when when you're when you're scrapping and and taking and I I love what you said man just about like the idea is that you are who you are regardless of whatever occupation you have. Yeah. Like can you still show up? And like in and the truth is is that a lot of us maybe have had to we've had to take on like the fake disguise of being a professional in some realm and maybe we're not that. And, um, and I, I know you talk to a lot of people there too, and, and, we, and you, you free people from almost those, um, I almost say stereotypes, but like character roles. Yeah. Right. We step, we step into, we, we pretend. And, um, I know you are about the real, um, talk to me about the people who are, who are wanting to press into this thing. Yeah. And they're, they're wanting more, they're wanting more market share. They're wanting to recruit and grow teams. Um, they're wanting to, uh, you know, uh, grow in the market. And, and what I'm hearing you say is like, like be the biggest giver or, um, what do you say? How do I, how do we love more people? The one who loves the most people in the end wins. Yeah. Um, how can those people be you let's just let's go social media and video like what are we doing wrong and, and how can we how can we adjust to 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 today yeah the 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 biggest thing we're doing wrong well there's probably two things one it's just being completely self-serving in our content most business people they were taught social media as an extension of their selves so they mm. weren't taught social media like for me I got social, like I got Facebook when I was in college, right? When Facebook came out for college students to connect and, and, and get to know each other. And so I was able to experience social media for what it was designed for, which was to hmm. create and build relationship. But then we perverted it when all these companies started teaching their salespeople how to sell. And a part right. of that sales training was guys, there's this new thing. It's called social media. Look at it over there. Look how pretty it is. You can sell there. And so most adults now, like they see social media as a sales tool, not as a relationship generator. 
And so that shift in mindset changes the way we do social media. So they're walking billboards. And the reason we don't hate actual billboards is because they can't follow us. So I'm never offended by a billboard because within 10 seconds of that offense, I've already driven past it. But when you offend me, I have to see you every freaking day, right? Because you're constantly bombarding me with, here's my new house. Here's my new closing here. You know, who, who needs to buy or sell? And, and so I think that's the first struggle is, is, are we using it to be self-serving? And we've got to very quickly Mm. pull back from that and pivot. Mm. The second piece and you know this, we got to be on video every day. And, and, and I don't mean every day as in like you need to be doing videos for the internet every day. But every day you have the ability to record a quick video and text it to your friend. To yes. sing happy birthday to your five Facebook friends that Facebook reminded you have a birthday today. And so, and so instead of being one of 300 wall posts... I'm going to be the only person that sung happy birthday to you with a hilarious filter, right? This is how, this is how we win. It's being truly present in front of people. Mm. The more we're present, the greater the opportunity we're going to get. Because I don't need to remind you like, hey, Donnie, hey, it's Friday. Do you remember that, that I, I'm a real estate coach and I'm a social media coach? And did you remember that? All right, cool. I'll see you tomorrow. Right. And then now it's Saturday and I'm like, Hey, Hey, it's Saturday. Hope you had a great week. Do you know anybody that needs to buy, sell or invest in real estate? Oh, you don't. All right, cool. I'll be back Monday. Like that's what we do. Right. And it's exhausting. Yeah. And so if we would get in front of the camera, but do it from a place of value, right? So like my favorite thing to do, right? Like look whose book I happen to have sitting right next to my, to my microphone, right? Yours. Look at that. And so I love to just, as I'm learning, grab something from the pages I'm reading and then do a video about it. And not with a hook that's like, while I've got you, you should check out my coaching program. No, it's just most of my people don't even know who you are. And so what a value add to you by doing a video about something you said in, in, in your book that was profound for me. But then it's also easy content because I don't have to sit around going, what am I going to do a video about? You did the work. It's right there in your book. I just have to create an opinion around it. And then now I have a video that adds value. And to me, that sounds so simple. Like what I just said, just it, it feels so simple. But because everything we do, if we're not careful, is based in self-serving, what I just said sounds freaking crazy. Right. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delineate here from a second. I'm looking for the book you sent me, and I don't have it here at my fingertips. But um, let, me give you, let me give you a background of this. So my children um, have not – like this is their first year where all of them are in public school. Okay. Um, and, and it's the youngest four. Um, we had, they were in a part of a, a private Christian school. They were homeschooled. They're, you know, like we've, we traveled and we homeschooled. We've done different things. Now here we are in a public school. And, um, and my daughter, my youngest, Anna, uh, 13 years old at the time, gets in trouble for, um, you know, I guess a little bit of copy-paste job with, um, with Wikipedia. 
And Whoa. so, you know, like, yep, yeah, a little, little bit of plagiarism happening there. She didn't know, you know? Sure. Yes. <laughs> and so she kind of, and she felt really bad about it. And then um, I, I get this book from you and it's sitting on the coffee table and she picks it up and she goes, dad, really? And the book oh is, what's the book? Steal Like an Artist. Still like an artist, but that's my, that's my little story about that. But, um, talk to us about the, like, that's one of the biggest things that I think gets in the way of a lot of us is we actually act, we have to think like we have to create some new philosophy or have some profound thought, but one of the best things we can do, right. Is to layer off of like, and just react to other yeah. things that are around us. Like talk to us about that idea and, yeah. and why that's well, like yeah. w- what I wish the byline of that book was, was I wish it was called Steal Like an Artist. Just give them credit. Right? Like that, because what what's so fascinating now, like I gave you that book. Austin Kleon is the author of that book. It's my favorite book on the planet. And I get tagged in pictures all the time of people posing with Steal Like an Artist. <laughs> and who's tagged in it? Me. Who's not tagged in it? The author of the book. So we typically like the, I don't know why our brains work like this, but the way our brains work is we give credit to who gives us the information, not who created the information. Mm. And so I don't have to go, well, but like, I don't want people to know that's from another book because then they won't really care that I said it. They'll just go follow Austin. No, they won't. They're going to give me credit. And so like your daughter, right? The, she could have easily plagiarized from Wikipedia, but then given Wikipedia credit for where that came from. (laughs) And now she's not plagiarizing anymore. She's citing her source. School wants to teach us to like, go rewrite that and make it your own. Why? Wikipedia already said it so brilliantly. (laughs) So why I don't, I don't need to go recreate an awesome idea. I just want to tag onto the idea that's already there. And, and so this is like my mantra for creating content, which is just everything around me is content. But yeah. if I allow myself to go, but it's got to be creative and it's got to come from me and, and no one else could have, can have ever done this because again, that's ego, right? It makes doing this so hard. But when you look behind me and all these books that are behind me on my desk, like those are where my inspiration comes from. Yeah. And then I quote the author and people go, oh, Kyle, thank you so much for introducing me to that book. Thank you so much for saying that. I didn't say anything. But it works. There is value in curating. Yeah. Well, and why, why do you think it is that we, there is such a temptation, though, to to take that, to take credit for something as though, like, uh, you know, like, I guess the word that's coming to my mind, it's like, it's that authority yeah, or authenticity. And it's like, the truth of it is, is like, if, we, but if we tell someone that someone else said it, then maybe they won't think as much like that. It was my, I remember this. Oh gosh. I used to hate this Kyle when I was a kid, when I would tell a joke and then someone else would like, and no one heard it. And then someone else would say the joke louder. Right. And the whole class laughed and I'm like, right. It's my joke. It's my joke. <laughs> <laughs> but what is it about us that you think, like, why, why do you, like, there's such, 
there's almost there's more if we're real about it and we're just and we're a curator as opposed to someone that's trying to capture everyone and be like the magician about yeah. all this stuff. So I, I think it, it all goes back to identity to me. Most people aren't rooted in anything. So like for you and I, like our faith is rooted in Jesus. Like Jesus is who I model my life after. Jesus is where my accolades come from. He is the only source that I care about loving me and thinking I matter. And and so for me, I can freely share a quote from you because I don't need people's accolades to fix my ego. You don't need to matter. Right? I don't need to matter. Yeah. And what's that quote? I don't even know who this original came from, right? But like people don't care what you say, people don't care what you do, people care about the way you make them feel. Mm. And so when I read a quote from someone else and you get those warm fuzzies inside, yeah, I gave you those warm fuzzies. That's how they perceive that. The quote actually did, but I was the bringer of the quote to the conversation. And, and so, you know, I think that's why our mind just naturally defaults to the deliverer of the message, not the writer of the message. And dude, when we get this, it is such a unlock because now truly everything is content. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stay right here for a second. And, um, this is, this is not something that I, the thoughts occurred to me before, but, um, the, that moment, that warm, that what you just said, the warm fuzzies. Yeah. So, so I've, I've noticed that, um, it's interesting. I could, I, it's almost like in some ways I, I, I would say what I do with people is almost like a pat, like it would serve as like a pastor, a counselor, but for yeah. people who run businesses. Now I'm not qualified, like none of those things. I don't, I don't have any of the, but there's something that happens when, when it's like, and I'm sure you probably have some of those same thing. I, I really want to hear about that. But for me, that moment where they get that warm fuzzy, it's almost like something clicks inside. It's like there's this personal revelation. There is a, you brought something, you said it, and they go, aha. And, and, it's, and it's almost like, it's not that you told them something profound, but it's almost like you told them something that somehow they already knew. Right. And they're suddenly able to actively do something with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to formulate a question around that. I'm just, I'd like, that just kind of occurred to me as you were, as you were saying that, like, like what, what role do the warm fuzzies have uh, with, with people being able to, to jump into things like as, as, well, as you see it? Let, let's reverse engineer this, right? What you just said is typically those warm fuzzies don't come from something profound. They come from something they've already heard before, but for whatever reason, they were just in a better state to receive it now than they were whenever they'd previously heard it. Mm-hmm. And, and so in Still Like an Artist, one of my favorite quotes, it's on page eight because I quote it so much, I know what page it's on. It, it's by a French writer, Andre Guide, and, and his quote says, everything has already been said. But since no one was listening, everything must be said again. Mm. And it's just such a liberating quote. And, and th- this happens with, with, in my, with my wife. Like she'll, you know, tell me something over and over and over again. And then I'll come home from a trip or I'll come home and I'll be like, guess what? 
oh my gosh, you won't believe what I heard or you won't believe. And she'll be like, man, I told you that three years ago. <laughs> and she's frustrated because I didn't take the advice from her. I took the same advice from somebody else. Right. And so I've had to just come to the realization that like, I may never get to see the unlock. Like that's special. That's a special moment. Mm. Mm. But I also can't take credit for it because even though in those moments, like I get to watch you cry and have this moment of realization, there were dozens of other people that spoke into your life to get you to this moment that I was blessed enough to get to see the final, the final product. Most people go and take credit for that. And that's where it goes sideways. And mm. so I just want to be like, I want to be a button on the shirt. Like, that's my goal. Like the top button is the most important button to most people. Cause that's the one we see. But if the middle buttons are unbuttoned, you look like a fool, <laughs> right? Your bottom two buttons are broke off. Your shirt doesn't look right. Oh, and so man. at the end of the day, I just want to be a button on somebody's shirt. I want to have a piece of their journey towards what they're capable of and whether I ever see it or I get to it, it, it never changes the actions that I take because I just want to be a part of you coming into that realization of your greatness. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, just to kind of link that back to what you were saying earlier, the, the truth of it is, is that if people took that into business, like that is an actual business plan, right? Yeah. Um, you know, if, if, if we, if we are, if we're liberal and generous with what we give, with what we, um, so with what we share with all of those things, it's amazing, uh, at the, at the stuff that will almost pursue you as, um, j just as a byproduct. Right. Right. And so, uh, yep. uh, I, I want to I want to take just a moment because I know time is short here. Um, Kyle, it would be remiss of me if if I didn't have you remove old programming and give me new programming. We're all walking around. We've all got some wrong programs in us. We all get in our own way. Yeah, and we all stop ourselves from doing the thing. And I want, we're gonna we're gonna function in your place of expertise. And by the way. I love, I love where you're at because all it is is just freeing someone to share who they are. It's freeing someone to right. sing their song. You know, at the beginning, you know, when we said the massive men, you know, are, are uh, they go to the grave with their song still in them. It's like you're just you're unplugging that well so people are singing their song. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity to unplug some wells here, right? And we're going to address like those top excuses yeah. that uh, that people have for um, for not sharing for not doing video for you know for 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 not just for not engaging yeah you ready I'm ready all right cool uh first one here we go um i don't like how i look or sound yeah that's all of us right i i, I don't know anybody that loves that about themselves and yet we still go to physical meetings every day right okay i've never seen anybody wear a a, a mask into starbucks because their face had broke out and they had a pimple on their chin, you know, but it'll keep you from doing a video. And so we're just, it's just, we've just perverted that like the internet's different. No, it's not. If I'll do it in person, I can do it online. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. You're not listening. 
right? So what, what we have to be careful of as experts of what we do is if, if we do this poorly, I get so good at what I do. I don't really listen to you anymore because I know the solution. So I'm really just waiting for you to shut up so that I can go, Donnie, are you done? Okay, cool. Let me fix this. And so in that process, you asked me a dozen questions, but they went in one ear and out the other because I was just waiting to fix you. And so if people would just actually listen, take notes when they're meeting with people, those people are giving you content. Your conversations are your next content. I don't have the nice setup. I don't have Coach Kyle's uh, room or microphone or lighting. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have all the things to look good. The, the perfect setup takes away from the reach of your authenticity. And so there, there's research, man, that says, like, the closer you get into the camera, right, like, people watch it different. It just feels more authentic because why would we do this if we were trying to be perfect, right? It, and so I, like, I have such a minimal setup for, like, how many episodes of a podcast I've done. My setup is so minimal because I don't want people to see me that way. And 95% and of my videos come directly from my phone because I want that feel. I like background noise. Like I want people to feel like, oh man, like Kyle just like picked up his phone and did this. He didn't go to a studio. He didn't pay a bunch of money for this. So I, I, I would argue the less equipment, the more authentic you can come across. Um, nobody likes me. I'm not getting response. I, I would ask that person, how many friends do you have on Facebook? How many fr followers do you have on Instagram? How many phone numbers do you have in your phone? And if the answer to those questions are three, then maybe you're right. Maybe nobody does like you, and I don't know that I can fix that. If you're unlikable, you might not be fixable for me. But that's, ne that's never been the case, right, in all my years of doing this. And so what is true is you've already got enough people to be successful in your business. You've just spoke over them trying to sell and so I would go back and I've, I've coached many people through this I would literally start messaging people asking for their forgiveness because you've come to this realization of holy crap I have just bombarded my people with sales I'm embarrassed and Donnie I just want you I just ask for you to forgive me because moving forward, I'm gonna come from a place of value and not selfishness. Hmm. Bro, there are business deals in those moments of, of asking for forgiveness. It's powerful. Love it. Coach Kyle, we could do more, but you were a busy man. You're flying around the world. You were speaking to audiences, engaging them, engaging leaders with teams, engaging people to sell more, to be more and to express more. I, uh, we love your message, obviously, Thanks, and uh, can't wait to see more and more of that out there. So listen, you need video stuff, Coach Kyle. You need someone speaking at your, at your event, Coach Kyle. You need someone to get you out of a rut, Coach Kyle. You need someone to get you out of your own crap and get out of your own way so you can get stuff done, Coach Kyle. Coach Thank Kyle, you. I know there are at least a couple more people who are now not living a life of desperation. I hope so. And they're not going to the grave with their songs still in them. 
and and I, I know they're they're gonna start singing it today because of you. I appreciate your brother. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me.